listening to Power Producers Shop Talk, where we are refining and redefining the sales game by equipping you with the tools you need to differentiate yourself in the marketplace. Tactical skills that will help you provide deliverable value to your clients and prospects. Here, these are conversations that will differentiate you from your competition. Now, if you don't want to be different than your competition, probably should just go ahead and shut this off. And action items that you can provide to take your prospects and clients to the next level. Like when we audit the mod and get and do the mod master and and give them the actionable items that they can that they can do in order to lower their cost of risk. This is Power Producers Shop Talk. Production redefined. Reasonable and what wasn't. And and I think that you know, that's, that's spot on. And, you know, these people that we're talking with don't necessarily understand what their exposures are and what they can even do about them, um, you know, when they're uncovered. So I, I do like that what we're able to provide is something tangible, action items that they can do. Are you ready to feel the power? Hey, everybody. Welcome to Power Producers Shop Talk, episode six. This one, we're going to talk about three things, maybe four, depends on what kind of mood I'm in, to think about when leading with workers' compensation. So if you have thought about trying to get into accounts based on workers' comp, this is the episode for you. There you go. What would you say numero uno is? Um, I mean, I would talk about their mod. That's an easy thing to talk about. Yeah, I agree. It's... That's definitely number one. Probably the most obvious. Um, I would also take a look at their carrier and kind of figure out if they've got dividend options, if they've got pay-as-you-go options. Um, that seems to be a way that we win a lot of deals. A lot of... Um, Those are basically the three I was going to talk about. Hmm, like There you go. The mod, um, program structure, and payment structure. Yeah. I mean, I don't know that there's really um, things to lead with other than that. I mean, all the other stuff is a little bit more of a deeper conversation once we get in there and we're talking about those things. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of pivots too. I mean, I think sometimes people think about, if, you know, if you're, if you're leading with comp that you're going to go in and that's all you're going to talk about, but. You know, it's related to a bunch of different things. Yeah. I could talk about your auto because right. it got, comp claims that are a result of auto accidents. That's a problem. I could talk about your medical, your your group health benefits, because if you have frequency issues that look like they could be Monday morning comp claims because your benefits suck, we could pivot to that. Totally. You know, there's a whole lot of things that you can can glean from it. So, you know, for the agents out there that are going in and you don't have something tangible that you can talk about to generate the conversation – probably pretty good episode for you to listen to because there's a whole lot you can whole lot of different rabbit holes you can go into from leading with the workers comp that doesn't even mean I, I think i think sometimes people misconstrue what we mean when we say we lead with comp in that that doesn't mean that that's you know the first even the first line of coverage that we write yeah you might not even write the comp first comp might have a different different date than other things or whatever else I'm literally talking about we use workers' comp to start a sales conversation. That's mm-hmm. the easiest way to put it. Yep. And for me, you know, in Florida, it's beautiful. You know, there's a lot of states that 
you know, I found over time, you know, through Killing Commercial, people have started digging around and looking at different resources and they have found out that their states also have workers' comp databases. So that's what I was going to ask you about is what other, obviously I'm very familiar with Florida and that's about it. Texas is one. They did the guys that I worked with in Texas in Killing Commercial had no clue that they had this database out there. Meanwhile, you can and go. And it's in even and, more interesting out there because it's a competitive market where they can. Yeah, or, and you're not even required to have it. <laughs> that's so great. You're not even required to have comp in in, in Texas. I just, I mean, that's got to open you up to so many lawsuits. The responsible businesses, the middle market companies, the people we would be calling on, all have it anyhow. Right. So it's yeah. really no but it is it's competitive i mean they i, I you know it, it's weird when you because over the course of my career i've ended up writing comp in other states like north carolina was one mm-hmm. and the, the quotes came back and they were like all over the place i'm like whoa wait a minute <laughs> how's this work yeah you know i'm not used to seeing that i'm used to seeing the quote be the same number no matter what right and you know you you earn your earn your stripes based on what you can do from a structure standpoint or a yep. dividend or mm-hmm. whatever else but i mean i think that that the mod tells a lot of stories and it, it's a very easy way to start the conversation because it's tangible. And, you know, I was talking to Mike, I talked about this with Mike McDonough in one of the very first conversations that he and I had, because Mike is very intense on the back end of a worker's comp claim, right? Mm-hmm. That's his deal yeah. is he wants his to process is amazing, man. When we had him on here talking about that, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I, but I told Mike, I said, you know, look, from a sales perspective, your job to get an account closed using that as your basis is way more difficult than mine mm-hmm. because he couldn't understand why I like to lead with the mod and mod master. Right. And so he he's very intrigued by that because he didn't really put a lot of stock in it originally. But what I, what I told Mike was this, when you go in and you're leading with um, what you do for people when they have claims, you're basically selling a concept. You know, you're selling something that you're trying to get them to understand and believe in and make a buying decision based off of how well you're able to articulate that concept, which he's a, he's very good at articulating the concept. Yeah. So yeah. I'm sure he closes plenty of business doing it. But my argument was the difference is when I go in and use Modmaster. I'm not using a concept. I'm using their own numbers against them and they can't argue that. Right. right? right. Like people we're showing them to, a, like a tangible issue yeah. that they have. It's not, no, it's, no, they it's try and argue with you. They, they try and argue it, but love that. Sorry. Your argument doesn't hold water. These are your losses. So what am I missing? Right. right. You know? And so, I mean, I think that that's one of the reasons why I do like the mod so much is because it's very easy to, they they can't argue it. It's science. You know, it, it, it's an easy yeah. It, it's easy easy to to explain to them and hopefully get their buy in. The other thing too is though you know the other reason I like leading with the mod is because so many of them are wrong. Like yeah, yeah. it gives you the opportunity to create doubt too, right? So okay, well there's no doubt that you're you know you have horrible losses, but how do we know that this two point two three mod is correct? Two of the last three. Um, cold calls, if you will, that I have brought on have been going that route, you know, Hey, oh, yeah. it, right. And, 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 you know, their mod has been over one going in there and, and showing them that their mod is not even correct. Like it's a fact. 
based on your loss history, based on your payroll audits, your mod is 20 points higher than it should be. You're, you're paying 20% more than you should be based on your losses. That's got to, I mean, as a business owner, that's like, I, <laughs> so the, the one, the, the most recent one, the, I was talking, I was having that conversation with the, uh, with the bookkeeper and she was like, well, we've got a lot of other stuff going on right now. You know, it's, it's just not a priority for the owner. I go, I'm sorry. In my experience, money leaking out of a business that's controllable is always a priority for the owner. Yeah, that lady's not there anymore. Yeah, it's, <laughs> so, it's obvious, uh, Miss Bookkeeper, that you're not the owner. Yeah, and I mean, like, so really, just say that you're supposed to be responsible for the money. Well, I think that might be one of the reasons why she's not there anymore. You know, so yeah, it's anyways. crazy. It's uh, but. Uh, so many of them are wrong. And I mean, if you get to the point where they'll let you actually do the audit and then you get to go in and sit down and explain that to them. Yeah. Like you're really ruining somebody's day <laughs> when you're, I mean, they're thankful that you, that you show it to them. But they're like, dude, we've they, been getting, we've been getting blasted for so long. Yeah. They've just been getting kicked in the freaking shins oh, the for worst. how long, you know, and yeah, it, you know, my little brother went through a stage where he kicked people in the shins. It Dude. was really almost like an Adam Sandler movie or something. <laughs> I'll never forget it. I was in like sixth or seventh grade. I would punch your little brother right in the throat. It, it was so embarrassing. My family, like, people would come over to the house for the di for dinner, and my mom and dad would introduce the kids, and I'd like go up and shake their hand, and my sister would like not make eye contact <laughs> with them like she normally does. And my brother kicking my shins. Just kick him in the shoes as hard as he could. Like the most obnoxious kid ever. That is fantastic. That like, is like an Adam Sandler movie. That's great. Why did you even think that was reasonably good? But I mean, that's that's what I equated to is you know, these people have been getting kicked in the shins and nobody's taking the time to explain it to them. And it's mm -hmm. it's interesting because these not you know, these are not small accounts. Right. You know, they they don't realize that. And so that's a that's a big deal, I think, when you can go in and, and get them to allow you to do the audit. And then if you sit down and you present, if they give you the information to do the audit the right way, and you present the audit the right way, um, you should win every time. So, what, like, what do you mean by presenting it the right way? Like, obviously, each situation is different, but what's what like what's the right way to present it without being a dick? Yeah, I mean that's important. You know it. it you have to start off by educating them on what the mod is and how it's weighted and, yep. and helping them to understand, you know, the different things that can factor into it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it, it can be affected by, you know, severity and indemnity claims and all that. It can also be affected pretty badly on frequency. If you've got a ton of tiny medical only claims, right. right. It, it all just depends on what the risk profile of that organization is, but I mean, it, it's important to educate them and help them to understand it. it. It seems like most of the time when we're getting, when we're engaging with people, it's usually the same story over and over again. It's, it's typically not a horrible frequency problem where mm -hmm. there's like 1500 different claims. It's like one bad one. Yeah. It, or, or it could indemnity. be a few, small dollar indemnity claims yeah. that they never should have had. So, I mean, I, and you know this because you've been in enough calls with me, but I always make sure that I explain to them the split point because, you know, even the agents that do a good job of explaining return to work and that you should have it, they don't get into the why, mm -hmm. right? They don't, they don't go in and say, if you would have had return to work 
and you would have brought this person back and this amount of indemnity wasn't in the claim, then this is what your mod would have been. But instead, you're spending this much over the next three years. And they don't connect all those dots and put that piece together. And for the, you know, every state, I'm pretty sure for the most part, I, I don't know 100% because I don't write comp in every state. Mm -hmm. We pretty much write in Florida and I've got some incidental stuff. But, you know, every state's got a split point. You know, yeah. the NCI yeah. states in, you know, business. Business owners have never heard of that before. No, like I can tell you, I, you know, most of it, them it, don't even know how the mod works. They know it's they know it's affected by claims, but not all the different ways that it could be that you just mentioned. In sixteen years of doing this, I have never gone in and explained the split point to somebody with a jacked up mod, and they knew what it was. Yeah, they just didn't idea and i mean for those of you agents out there that don't know what it is don't feel bad i mean you're in the majority a lot of people don't you're doing something to fix yourself by listening to this podcast and i'm going to tell you what it is mm -hmm. so basically what the split point is in the state of florida it says that um up to the first seventeen thousand dollars in claim value if that claim is uh, medical only the value of that claim is reduced by 70 percent when it's thrown into the mod calculation if you have a single dollar of lost time indemnity in the value of that claim, 100% of it goes in. So the way that I position that is, um, you know, the, the the story that I tell all the time is the one of the um, the church that the I church. was calling. Yeah, you know, they they um, should have had about thirty thousand dollars in manual premium. Instead, they had fifty because their mod was a one point four four. When I looked at the loss runs, I looked to see the indemnity and the claims. Two of them struck me as really weird. There was one claim that was $75,000 and had 500 bucks worth of indemnity. And there was another one that was 6,800 that had $150 worth of indemnity. So they for $650, they allowed those two claims to go in to the mod at full value. Now, if you're wondering how that $75,000 claim is, is, is calculated, you still get the discount on the first 17,000. So even though it was 75,000, you would only get it reported at 30% uh, of the first 70 and the rest of it would go into the excess layer. And so, you know, they would have saved significant money. So what I did to demonstrate that to the person I was meeting with was I ran the mod master report twice. I ran it once to validate that the mod was correct exactly as it was laid out. And then the second time that I ran it, I pulled the indemnity out of those two claims and I coded them as medical only so that the split point reduction would be in there. And basically what it did was it dropped the mod by 24 points. So the mod went from a 144 to a 1.2. Well, what that meant was that instead of those people paying 650 now or allowing the carrier to pay the indemnity and then having the carrier invoice my client or this person who was not my client, um, invoice them to allow them to pay the carrier back for the indemnity so that it wouldn't be on the mod. They just allowed everything to flow through. So they could have paid 650 bucks today yeah. because they didn't over the next three years they were paying $22,000 in increased premium because the difference was 0.24 on, you know, mm -hmm. almost 30,000 in manual premium. And it, it's just, it's a no brainer. And sometimes it's so crazy. People don't believe you. Right. Like I could not get, 
like they think story, the numbers are like made up that it's just like like I know, I, I, I know the story i mean obviously you've talked about it before yeah, like, they, well that's they your opinion heard, they're like yeah no. they've never heard split point they, <laughs> yeah. they've never heard split point before so all of a sudden <laughs> you know i'm johnny split point i'm coming in <laughs> telling you fictitious stories about Inter- my interesting take david but uh we yeah. think we'll yeah no it, it, it's crazy because it <laughs> when i when i was hawking the office supplies i mean they i'd sit there and fight with them over you know an 879 ream of paper versus the 859 that they're paying at office depot for the carts whatever and then they're sitting there and they're blowing $22,000 over the course of 3 years each year on workers comp it's awesome yeah and so you know this person was not interested in hearing what i had to say they were not believing me they were defensive from the second i walked in because they had a very good relationship in their mind with their incumbent agent and i said hey why wouldn't you you're paying the guy to do nothing for you he actually gets paid more because your performance is getting terrible. a raise you know but uh um, you should have had your little brother go in there and kick her in the shins <laughs> it would have been so awesome <laughs> um but, you know, I, I told her at that point, I said, you know, I decided 15 minutes ago that you were not going to be my client. It's obvious to me there's a complete misalignment in how we think in execution. So rather than me be your client, based on how you've chosen to handle this, I wouldn't mind being a lender. You know, so <laughs> if uh, you're willing to pay me 22000 over three years for every six fifty, I'm willing to lend you. Done just deal. tell me your number. <laughs> yeah. I'll run to the bank right now. No kidding. Good grief. So, yeah, I mean, I just, if you show somebody their own numbers and they're that hard headed, then right. sometimes you cut bait and walk away. Right. And, and I did. I, I was there because one of my friends is the one that referred me in. Uh, the church was behind $100,000 in their budget and they were looking for ways that they could improve. And I pointed that out. And this person was responsible for that. And they didn't like that I pointed it out. And, I, you know, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I did what I needed to do for my friend. So, so that's the that's- mod. Let's, let's talk about the, you know, structuring of the program and or the carrier slash pay as you go, because that's another wedge that we can kind of drive in there. And I think that um, a lot of times that's, that's the route that we end up going. Um, well, we do it a hundred percent, right? I mean, yeah. I don't know why you wouldn't be on monthly self audit or pay as you go. That well, there's no reason. I mean, like, especially with the, the, the businesses that we're going after. I mean, I, I, I don't even, I can't even really think of a scenario off the top of my head where somebody shouldn't be on pay as you go. I guess if the, if the premium is super low and everybody's salary and they, you know, there's not going to be too much differentiation, whatever, but there's no reason for the average business that we're bringing on to not be on a monthly self audit pays you go setup. And you can, you know, you know, based on their carrier, if you've done the research, what, what, what the options are like. So if, I mean, if, if, if I'm doing research on a business and I see that they are with guard, like we had talked about, I know that they're not getting any dividend unless they're in, you know, whatever the, the program, the hospitality, whatever restaurant program, um, so, you know, that's an immediate wedge that we can drive there. And, and they're probably not going to be on pay as you go. Probably not. Unless guard, it, because they've got to put a 15% deposit down with guard, right. not just the, the $200 expense yeah. constant. Unless they may with very well be with ADP. Right. Exactly. So, but, yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a, you know, another, another avenue that we can go, especially if their mod is decent and they don't have mod issues. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I think that, um, that's a, that's a big deal. 
is just knowing how to structure that because audit is a huge wedge. Yeah. Like people hate audit. Well, okay. I hate audit. I agree with you, but why are you having these? Yeah. Why is there a discrepancy? Right. So, you know, again, it goes back to the agents not really know what they're doing as far as the workers comp goes, but you know, there's a ton of people that I talk to that they're like, Oh yeah, we got slammed at audit last year for, uh, you know, six, $7,000 bill we're, we're paying it off in increments. And I'm like, well, why, why was there that big of a discrepancy at audit? Like, well, I don't know. You know, the, the agent, uh, said that our payroll was low. I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're not on, you're not on a monthly self audit. Like, like why? That doesn't make any sense. Well, we didn't know that was an option. Again, it goes back to people just not educating their clients in the workers comp sector. And again, that's, that's why we lead with that because there's, so many people in our state and people that we compete against that don't do it. Yeah. I think we're going to do another shop talk, you know, in a few weeks on the top three pivots from leading with workers comp. Cause they, I mean, that, that would be pivot. good. For people, I think too. of the, I think of the friends episode where they're carrying the couch up the stairs pivot. You seen <laughs> that one? No. Whatever. Yeah, my all time favorite. One of my all time favorite friends episodes is when Joey wears literally every single thing from Chandler's closet and then starts <laughs> lunges. <laughs> it's a good one. Um, you know, the third one and what we'll wrap up with is uh, whether or not they're getting a dividend. I mean, yeah. I want to, I don't want to get into like, you know, paid and incurred loss retros and dividend or d- deductible plans and all of that. Keep it surface. That's a whole, that's a whole nother episode right there. Yeah, it's something that I will bring in somebody much smarter than me to try and break down because I, I understand them, but I'm not good at explaining them. So, mm-hmm. um, at least not not in this vernacular, but you know, with regard to the dividends, it's a, it's another area where if you're an agent that, t- that you're on top of your game, you can go in and you can differentiate yourself. That's one of the reasons why when we do the solicitation calendar two months before renewal, the letter they get is, "Will you get your max dividend?" The thing is, agents don't talk about how the dividend is calculated. Right? They don't they don't understand that when the, when the quote comes out. They're literally looking at, okay, if I have this many losses, I'll get this percent back, which looks like this. They don't ever stop to look into whether or not there's a recapture provision. They don't ever stop to look and see when it's going to be valued. They don't look at the loss development factors that are calculated. They don't look and see if it's a percentage that's paid out at the beginning, and then there's a second payment 18 months later. Or if all the claims are closed out, is the whole thing paid right now? There are so many nuances in doing that. And, you know, again, they just don't take the time. I really don't think agents, for the most part, even realize in many cases that it's not just as simple as, okay, six months after your policy's up, they're going to look at it and you'll get this back. It's not that simple. And there are things you have to do to argue for your client and things you may want to negotiate on the front end to have the carrier get the deal done the right way. You know, that's a, that's a huge, huge deal. And I mean, if you, for example, if you were to go and take summit Zenith and Amtrust and put their three dividends, right, just boom, 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 right next to each other. Yeah. All three of them are different. How they're calculated, when they're calculated, conversion factors, all of that stuff. It's mm-hmm. crazy. And so if you're not doing that, when you're pitching these accounts to your clients, you guys are missing the boat because somebody's going to come in and explain it to them. 
and when I was talking about our solicitation calendar, one of the things that we use as a hook in leading with workers comp is, will you get your max dividend this year? Well, you know, I don't know. I haven't really heard from my agent. Well, if you have your loss runs, I know you're going to renew in a couple months. Why don't we take a look at it and see where you're at? I can tell you where you're trending versus where, where we think you'll end up. And you can sit down and run a quick calculation for them. They're going to love you if you're the one who tells them they're getting thirty or $40,000 back. They'll forget For they sure. even have another agent at that point. Absolutely. So, I mean, the, the uh, recapture provisions and all that stuff, where can people find that information? It's on every quote. Yeah, it's right there. I mean, it's, it's, it's plain as day. And if you don't know what that is, I mean, you probably need to. It basically says that if a claim opens back up and your loss ratio gets jacked, the carrier can come back and ask you for the dividend money back or a portion mm -hmm. of you don't right. want that. Absolutely not. I mean, especially if that's how you ended up selling the deal. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. So, I mean, I think I think that's a, a big thing for you know everybody to be to be looking at. And if you're not sitting down with your prospect, your your clients rather, as you're having the renewal meeting and you're looking at where year to date claims are trending, and you're outlining, hey, look, you have a, a good year going, and here's where we see you. Uh, falling for your dividend that, you know, this is kind of where we're going to be. If we keep on the same path that we're on, somebody else is going to do that. And they're going to have your clients here. Yep. Absolutely. I think I've beat comp to death for the most part, man. I don't know that there's anything else I can, I can bring up with regard to leading with it. Uh, you know, we could, we could talk about the pivots, but I think that that's its own episode. That's a, separate, that's a separate thing. Yeah. I mean, I think the three things that we got here are, are good for, the topic for leading in with it, man. It's uh, you want to keep it simple. And these are three things that a lot of agents are just not talking about with their prospects. Read your quotes, people. That's it. Read them. Read, like, read your quotes. You know, know your split point. Yeah. I mean, take, take the time. <laughs> Monday morning, agents are going to go out and be like, B -b -b the split point recaptured. <laughs> Take the time to learn this stuff because yep. this is what gets deals done and this is what keeps business on the books. See ya. Later. You've been listening to Power Producers Shop Talk. You can follow us at the Power Producers Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. And if you want to take your game to the next level, check out our commercial insurance training course at killingcommercial.com or visit Amazon to pick up a copy of our international best-selling book, The Extra Two Minutes.